Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name's Dusty Slay, and I'm your host, and I'm sitting at a uh, comedy condo in Sarasota, Florida. This weekend, I'm working uh, McCurdy's Comedy Theater, and so far, it's been really great. I've had a really great time. It's Friday. I'm hoping to get this out tonight. But I've been, I'm not trying to be slack about the podcast, but, you know, I got home from uh, Detroit. I'll talk about where we've been, where we're going, and got a lot uh, to talk about, I think. But, yeah, I got um, home Sunday night from Detroit, and then Monday night, um, we had a tornado that came through Nashville, and and then Tuesday, my power was out all day, and then I left Wednesday to come to McCurdy's. Um, so, you know, the travel has been wild. I get next weekend off, kind of. I mean, I got one show to do at the Opry, which will be a great time. Um, but we'll get into all that. A lot of stuff to talk about. Had a good time in Detroit. Um, so that, that'll lead us into uh, where we've been, where we're going. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. Where I've been, I was in... I was in Detroit uh, at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Uh, Royal Oak, Michigan is where I was at specifically. Uh, but that's the Detroit area, or the Detroit area. Um... And uh, I had a great time. I love that club. I mean, I sold out two of the shows on Saturday. I had my uh, feature was a friend of mine named Todd Riley, uh, who I've known for a while. He's from Charlotte. And it was fun to have him as the feature because uh, we get along well. We got to hang out. We went to a cigar bar uh, there in uh, Detroit, Royal Oak. What was it called? Um, I'll never find it. But I never remember the names of anything. But we are following each other on Instagram. So let's see if I can find it. I'd love to give them a shout out. Because they even stayed open late one night to let us have, you know, let us have a, a, a little smoke there. Oh, it's called Smokey's Cigar Bar. So if you're in Royal Oak, Michigan, looking for a cigar, stop in there. Tell them I sent you. Uh, they're not a sponsor. They won't give me anything. And they may be like, who? But maybe not. But we had a great time in Detroit. Um, uh, it was cold. It was 20 degrees. I was not prepared for the weather. I did have long johns for my for my legs. So my legs were warm. But my upper body was pretty cold in my core. And I, it's tough to get the uh, the room warm. Even the hotel is a very nice hotel they put me in, but man, that weather is just so cold. It was tough to get it get it warm in there. Um, but we did five shows, incredible time. I did a little radio there in Detroit. Met some people that actually live in Nashville at the radio. Um, but I, I, one time, one of the shows, I do a joke about talking about having a possum as a pet. We thought it was a, a weird breed of a cat. Is what I say. Um, but possums are a weird animal. I don't know if you've seen a possum before. 
I think the first time I ever saw a possum alive, I was an adult. Um, and I was sitting on in my mom's house, and my mom has a front porch, um, and she has a glass door. And we were sitting there in the living room, and I looked at that glass door, and it was nighttime. And as I looked at it, this possum walked right in front of the glass door very slowly, looked at me, and stared at me, and then turned around and walked off. And since then, I've been freaked out about possums. I mean, I felt like that possum knew something about me, knew something about my soul, and was like trying to deliver me a message, and I did not care for it. The next time I saw a possum alive, I was in Des Moines, Iowa. Me and Hannah were sitting out. Hannah was smoking cigarettes at the time. I had a cigar. We were out there just smoking on the patio in Des Moines, Iowa. I was working the funny bone. And there was a huge patio, and there were chairs for for a long way, and these chairs were all kind of lined up. And I saw what I thought was an armadillo, like a giant armadillo in a distance. And it went under the farthest chair from me and started working its way around uh, under the chairs. And it popped out pretty close to us on the other side. And this thing was gigantic. Biggest possum I ever seen. And it also just looked at us. And we ran inside. I didn't know I, I don't know what to do with a possum, right? Because I feel pretty confident that I could kick a possum in the head, get out of there. You know, no big deal. But I feel like all animals like that have some kind of disease and All they got to do is just break the skin a little bit, and now I've got it. I'm not trying to do a whole rabies thing uh, because I wanted to show how cool I was about a possum. I'm just trying to get out of there. I'm not trying to hang around rodents. I've been around a lot of rodents in the past. I'm not into them. You know, we've had, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I used to live in a house. I had a lot of rats in it. My sister raised rats for a while to... um, uh, sell to people that had snakes. I had a lot of mice at one point uh, in in my senior year of high school and, and thereafter. Uh, you know, I was into some wild stuff, and uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That makes that sound weird. I mean, I was just a weird kid, and I bought two mice at a pet store one time. I thought it was fun, and then they bred, uh, and they had a lot of mice. And then I, before you know it, I had a full-on mice collection going that I didn't even intend to have. I had wild mice coming into the house. I figured out how to catch them with a dust with a dustpan and a cup, and I would just put those wild mice in there with the tame mice. And we had like a weird little mouse city. It was like the movie Fifth Element when they go way down into the city. It was like that, um, you know. It was like that, but but my my big aquarium that I had was like a a mouse Fifth Element. And so, but I'm done with the rodent business. I don't want to have any part of it. I saw a rat uh, one time in the daytime in in uh, in a city, just roaming the streets, missing a tail. 
And it was just like, to me, I tried this joke before. People never seemed to like it. But it seemed like the rat like, was out partying too hard in the night or like, you know, and, and got to work late. Like he, he, he parted his tail off and he was behind. He's like, oh, man, I was supposed to get out here tonight and gather up supplies. But now I didn't have the time to do it because I overslept. Now I got to get it done in the daytime. So he was just out there doing his business in the middle of the day trying to get things taken care of. And um, and so, you know, I, I've got a lot of a lot of things with 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 rats. I mean, my and, and my neighbor. Uh, one time, I looked at her house. This was when I was living in the rat house, and she had a possum on top of her house in the middle of the daytime, just standing up there. And I said to her um, later that day, "I said, you got a rat? I saw a rat. I saw a, a possum up on your house." And. Um, Sorry, I look at my phone sometimes midway and it loses my whole train of thought. I realize that I just posted a video and I've posted the wrong link and now um, now it really bothers me and I, I want to get that link worked out, but I'm mid podcast. So I was so I was um, and now I'm trying to do both things and it's uh, and it's, it's bothering me, but I am gonna do both things while I'm doing this. And I'm going to make this happen. But I look over at my neighbor and I say to her, I say, you got a possum up there. And she goes, yeah, I know he lives up there like like this possum was a roommate, like he paid rent or something. She was just so nonchalant about it. Yeah, we got a possum up there. And, you know, people are into different things, you know, but. But they, um, and then one time in the rat house, I was sitting out there, and we, we had a lot of wild cats that used to run around out there, and I wanted to feed, one cat looked real sickly, and I wanted to leave some food out for him, so I put a little dish of food out there, and we left the porch light on, and one night, we look out the window, me and my roommate, we look out there, and there's a possum just sitting there eating this cat food. He got, he got his little hands and he's just eat. He's just nibbling on one little, one little. Uh, you know, our cat food sometimes is shaped in like that T T shape or like an X, and um, he was just eating on it like that. So, possums. I got some experiences with possums, and I'm not. I'm not into them. Oh, this is what I was leading to. This is why I'm telling you all this about possums. Is I after my show where I told that joke about possums, this guy comes up to me in Detroit. He's an older guy, not an older guy, a bit older than me. And him and his wife are there, and he told me that for whatever reason they were living in a house and then they, they moved into a trailer. I don't know if their house burned down or whatever it was. But they were living in a trailer. Usually when people are living in a trailer, they got a story to tell you on how they ended up in the trailer. And I get it. You know, nobody really wants to live in a trailer. Nobody's aspiring to live in a trailer. But there ain't no shame in it. If you live in a trailer, you live in a trailer, you know. Um, It is what it is. But this guy, he was telling me that I was living in a trailer and he had a lot of cats out there. And these cats 
they would let a lot of these cats inside the house, but also the cats had figured out how to get into the trailer when the doors were closed. So sound like they got some ventilation problems and the cats are coming up through the vent. But either way, they got some stuff they needed to work on in the trailer. That trailer, it seems to be falling apart. I know that a, a trailer over time, if you let, if the heat and moisture will make that uh, press wood in the bottom of a trailer swell up. And then you'll have, what you'll have is a lumpy floor. You'll have a floor that kind of dips down and then comes up. And over time where it dips down, that'll just go away. And you just fall right through the floor. My sister had a thing like that for a while. They were renting the trailer. The house we lived in, my mom, you know, would fix fix the floors. So we had very good floors in our trailer. But my sister was renting. They're not going to do all that. And they just put a little piece of plywood right over the hole. So they had a little quarter-inch uh, toe stump there. And this guy said that these this possum had made friends with these cats. So they would all just kind of hang out together, these cats and this possum. And my joke is, we had the meanest cat you ever seen for about two weeks. Found out it was a possum. And and this guy was telling me that this possum had just become friends with these cats. They were just hanging out together. They were buddies now. And one night, they were in bed. And the lady said she felt something touching her. Now, they were letting these cats in all the time, but she said she didn't feel like it was a cat. And she looked up, and it was that possum. That possum had got into the house and in this lady's bed. And they just put the possum outside. The next day, the possum was back. Now, I am not... Uh, I'm not a germaphobe uh, by any means. My wife is real afraid that I'm going to catch coronavirus because I am not worried about germs. I do not care. But I do not want a possum anywhere near me. If a possum gets in my bed, I'm burning the bed. I'll be like Ace Ventura after Lois Einhorn, and I will not handle it well. I don't I do not like a possum. If I had to rank animals from favorite to least favorite, possum would be somewhere around the least favorite. I imagine there's a animal I'll put snakes, maybe even I don't know, the snake may be just above the possum because a snake would eat a possum. Uh snakes are pretty low on that list for me too, but oh man, I do not like a possum. They said they eventually had to kill the possum. Which I'm not for killing animals, but uh, I don't really mind with a possum. The when I lived, you know, when we moved out of the trailer into the house my mom lives in now, I had a lot of rat. I had a lot of mice in there, as I said, and these mice felt like they had started to attract other animals. And it's a log cabin house that I lived in, so. Um, one night I woke up and had a squirrel on my chest. I, and I think I moved to another place and the squirrel came back to, to me on the other place. So I've had, you know, some run-ins with some animals getting on me in my sleep. But one time me and my stepbrothers, this is at my dad's place, we built a clubhouse. 
and we were going to camp out in the clubhouse. Now, this clubhouse was just wood that we got from somebody else's barn. Like, we thought it was an abandoned barn. And then my dad went out to the barn one day. He's like, dang, what happened to all my wood on my barn? And then he looked up and saw our clubhouse up there. We would just go down to the barn and rip wood off it and then build our clubhouse. But it seemed like an abandoned barn to me. But we had a we built this clubhouse, and we built it up in a tree. But, you know, only as high as our little arms could reach, we would nail in the first piece of wood. So, you know, we were five feet off the ground, I would say. And we had, you know, we had little sleeping bags. I had a little G.I. Joe sleeping bag that wasn't good for much of nothing. It wasn't very warm, wasn't very padded. And we went out to the woods, and we got in our clubhouse, and we were going to camp out one night. And my dad owns a lot of cows. And so one night, I woke up middle of the night, and these cows... Are, are rubbing up their bodies. They're, the cows have surrounded us. And I don't know if anybody knows what that's like to wake up in the middle of the night. You're about five feet in the air and you're surrounded by a herd of cows and you're cold. I'm, I was freezing and all these cows are just around us rubbing themselves up against the trees. And it freaked me out. I was scared, and everybody else was just sound asleep. I don't like camping. I never like camping. Sometimes I'll do it. You know, I haven't done it in years, but I'll do it with a group of people if they want to go. You know, it would be a fun time. But, you know, mainly what I like, I like being in the woods, and I like building a fire. I like cooking some food out there. I like talking around the fire. It's great. But at the end of the night when I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm going to be honest with you, I like a bed. I'm a big fan of a bed. All right. So that that took us down a long, long trail of where I've been. I've been in Detroit, Michigan at the Royal Oak, Michigan at the Comedy Castle. And I had a great time there. Loved it. Worked with Todd Riley. Uh, if you don't know Todd Riley, look him up. He's very funny. Very nice guy. So check his comedy out. And this weekend... I'm at McCurdy's Comedy Theater in Sarasota, Florida, and I'm working with Connor Larson again. Connor Larson, comic out of Nashville. He's done some show, several shows with me. But Connor is from Sarasota, Florida. So he's down here. He's made his uh, return to home, and his family's coming out. His friends are coming out. The owner of the club knows his dad. I mean, this is like a homecoming for Connor. And we're down here having a good time. He's having great shows. I'm having great shows. I mean, we've only done two, and we got five to go. So it's it's quite a, sh- a run of shows. But we have five to go. We have two tonight, two tomorrow, one Sunday. So even if you don't hear this podcast until Saturday or Sunday, there's still time to catch a show. I got some friends down here. I saw my friend Chris Flanagan. He's going to come to a show. We grew up together. We used to. I used to hang out with the Flanagans. Uh, they're a good crew of people, um, and his dad used to run a campus life program, and I was a part of that, and we had a good time, and me and Chris and my friend Joey Tomlinson, we, um, w- when when the uh, Tom Green show came out, we were big fans, and we had a VHS camcorder, and we would go around 
we went around Auburn University one day just trying to film people and mess with people, and uh, it was great. We had some good moments. I don't know where the tape is at. I wish I could find that tape. It's got to be an amazing, amazing tape. Uh, But yeah, and then next week, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing one show at the Opry and that's it. That's it. Just one show at the Opry and I'm excited about it. Because I'll get to stay at home for a little while. Uh, which will be nice. I haven't, I think, I want to say, I should have did the math before I, uh, before I recorded this podcast, but I want to say that's something like 34 weekends in a row that I've been on the road. Now, not all of them were full weekends. Some I would, you know, just go out for a day, but I would still travel somewhere. Uh, I didn't always fly, but I always traveled. And this will be the first weekend I've not done that in almost 34 weeks, which is an amazing run for me. I'm very grateful for the fact that I'm getting to work this much. But, wow, what a time it's been. Okay, and then I want to – I don't know if I ever mentioned where I was at before Detroit. Uh, And uh, where was I at before that? Oh, yes, I was in Aspen, Colorado. I'm pretty sure I did a podcast about that. So that was great. had a lovely time. And, um, so, oh, here's a couple more things I want to talk about Detroit. The first night I was there, what they do every, once a year, they have, they have a, 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 a service dog training center, I guess there. And these dogs need to be in different environments. They need to be trained to be in different environments. So once a year, they bring a graduating class of dogs to a show. So on Thursday night, and people that, listen, I love dogs. A lot of people think that I don't like dogs. I love dogs. I think dogs are great, wonderful creatures, and and I'm a big fan of them. But I don't really want to be around them, you know? Like a dog comes up and it's a real sweet dog. I love to pet it, you know? But people got dogs that just want to be petted the whole time. They want to growl at you. They want to bark at you. They want to jump up on your lap and on your legs and I'm like, listen, I, 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 I don't wash my jeans every day, but when I come around somebody's dog and now I got dog hair all over it, I got to wash it. And every time I wash the jeans, I'm one wash away. I'm one wash closer to needing to buy a new pair of jeans. Do you know what the washing machine does to black jeans? I know there's a process. You can, you can put the, the jeans in the dryer. You can put a little baking soda, a little salt in there. You can let it soak. Do a slight amount of detergent, let it soak for a while, then run it on cold, and then hang it up. That's a process. I'm just trying to wear the jeans, hang them up again, wear them again later. I said I don't care about germs. I don't really. But So I don't want to be around a bunch of dogs, even though I don't mind them. A lot of people think I hate dogs. I don't hate dogs. I'm a big fan of them. But this, this first night I show up, and there are 15 service dogs that are going to be attending my show. And a couple of times, a dog let out a little moan mid-show. Luckily, I was able, luckily, I'm an amazing comedian and was able to make a joke out of it 
Got a huge laugh. I don't know how the dogs appreciated it, but the audience liked it. And then another night, there was a people with, um, with like brain damage. I don't know the other way to put it. I, I know there's another way to put it that doesn't seem so harsh, but they had brain damage. Now, I don't, I want everyone to be able to come to my show and have fun, but it just, it's a weird thing to hear. Hey, you got a lot of people out there with brain damage, which is what I always think about the audience when they don't like my jokes. I go, well, this audience has brain damage. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right. So I had, to, yeah, I don't know if that was even worth going into, but, um, all right. So now I want to talk about this. This is not, um, um, well, I don't even need to, I don't even need to give it a, a caveat or whatever, but um, uh, this week in Nashville, we had tornadoes, uh, and I, I'm sure if you've seen it, it's very terrible, very sad, uh, East Nashville was hit pretty hard, um, uh, Donaldson area was hit pretty hard. Hermitage was hit, uh, you know, pretty hard in some places. And uh, Cookville was hit very hard. A lot of, I think, 16 people in Cookville died. Very sad. Um, but, you know, I've been through a lot of tornadoes. You know, I got some jokes about tornadoes. And the jokes are, you know, I have not been doing that joke since this happened. I was like, let's, let me give it a little time. Um, but I was... Um, I was at home on Monday night. I've been through tornado warnings before. This is not my first time. When I was younger, I was living in a trailer in uh, Opelika. We had Hurricane Opal come through and sent tornadoes into uh, into our, our our city, and we were pretty hit pretty hard with it. And uh, we went to my grandmother's house. My grandmother's house that, uh, you know, my grandma that I saw her boobs one time. And uh, we were at her house during this uh, tornado. And then we, our neighbor, Jimmy, uh, neighbor in the trailer park, Jimmy, decided to stay. He was like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm fine. And he just sat there all night and watched. And we lived under a lot of pine trees. And these pine trees fell down on top of our trailers. Jimmy got a couple on his trailer. We got a couple on our trailer. My sister got got one on her trailer. And we got one right on our air conditioner unit. So I've been through it. And I know, you know, what it's like to have your house crushed. And it, it sucks. And last year, tornadoes went through uh, a nearby town of mine in Opelika, Beauregard. And, uh, it, you know, killed some people there as well. And uh, a friend of my brother-in-law's was killed in that. And uh, it's very sad stuff. I mean, tornadoes are scary, but this was my experience. I live in a part of Nashville called Hermitage. And we woke, I woke up around midnight on Monday to my phone going off, and it was saying tornado warning in the area. And when I was growing up, tornado watch meant that the conditions were right for a tornado and a tornado warning meant that a tornado had been spotted in the area but i felt like someone had told me that it changed that a tornado warning was basically a tornado watch now so when i saw it i thought well that's not a big deal you know we've had 
plenty of tornado watches in the past. That always is happening. It's not a big deal. And then all of a sudden, the tornado siren started to go off. And I said, okay, let's get up. And, and, and me and Hannah, we got up and started, you know, we started putting on some clothes because I'm like, I don't, I don't want a tornado to hit my house and me be in my underwear out here. Uh, so we got some clothes on. We we're kind of looking out the windows, seeing what's happening. It looks pretty scary out there. The sirens are going off. And we get into the bathroom because I don't know what to do. We don't have a basement. I'm like, let's just get in the bathroom. And it feels scarier in the bathroom. So I, I get out and I look, I get on Twitter just to kind of see what's going on with the weather, what people are saying. And I read, tornado just touched down in Nashville, headed for Hermitage. And I'm like, oh, no. And shortly after that, the power goes off. The sirens are going off. We got a tornado warning until 2 a.m. That's another, that's like, an, I think 1.30. That was like another 30 minutes. And we're just kind of like in this weird state of worry. And I don't think Hannah slept at all that night. I ended up going back to sleep. After the tornado warning was gone, I went back to sleep. And then the next day, we really found out about the devastation. And it hit you know, about a mile from our house in Hermitage and, uh, you know, messed up our grocery store and stuff like that that we go to. But and our power was out up until yesterday. But all in all, we were fine. We feel very lucky, very happy. And it's very sad what what else has happened. I mean, you know, um, you know, I, I don't you know, I'm not I mean, if you. Uh, I feel like everybody is going to do a thing where they say, hey, donate, help, do stuff like that. And by all means, if you want to do that, do that, you know, uh, but I, you don't need me to tell you. You know what's happening. But it's very sad. A lot of, you know, I, I don't know anyone that, you know, was hurt, but I do know some people whose houses were hit, whose uh, places of business were, were, were destroyed. I actually think where Connor works, the gym that he worked at, uh, is shut down now because the roof was blown off. And I think one of his open mics, the roof was blown off. Oh, uh, the Basement East, which is a place I've done comedy at, a place I've seen music at, a place I just went and watched a storytelling show uh, not too long ago. It was completely destroyed. And so, you know, it's all sad. It's all unfortunate. Um, but... You know, that's what tornadoes do. You know, I make jokes about tornado. I my, I mean, like, I don't make jokes about tornadoes. People think that I make jokes about tornadoes. I make jokes about the fact that the, the <laughs> for people that live in trailer parks, the only advice they have is like, I don't know, go outside and lay down in a ditch. That's uh, my thing. So, um I wanted I want to start talking about a little more music and really start playing some songs because I have some better technology at home now where I can really uh play songs straight from my phone into the soundboard that makes it sound really good but I don't want to do that this week because I'm on the road I'm just using a portable thing I probably won't be able to I I, I realize now I had a call mid podcast that I had to take so I, I probably won't be able to put this podcast out tonight, so it'll be tomorrow before it comes out, which Saturday is probably the worst day to put out a podcast, but 
Uh, I'm just going to do it. There's a lot of good things around the corner for the podcast. Um, I got some, you know, potentially working out a deal to, you know, be involved uh, with, you know, people professionally to help the podcast. So I can't, you know, I don't know if I can talk about it or not, but I'm not going to talk about it too much until it happens. But so if you're a listener uh, and and you get frustrated with the inconsistency, uh, just stick with me. It's it we're ramping it up. It's going to ramp up. It may take a little while because things do take a little while, but it's getting ramped up Uh, lately. I've been watching a lot of my old home videos. Um, My dad did a lot of home videos when I was growing up. And I've been going, I I went through them several times to try to cut them up, to try to put out clips, to, you know, make jokes about, to try to go viral on the internet, this and that. But this time I'm actually going through it with more of an eye for my family, for people who probably don't know that my dad did this video of them and relatives that I have that have passed are on there. And I've been watching it and it's like, Watching this, it's like going back in time, and it's it almost can ruin childhood memories, right? Because you're like, you remember something, you remember something being so funny, so great, so awesome, and then you watch it and you go, oh, that wasn't that awesome, that wasn't that cool. It's like, I feel like home videos are nice for reminiscing, but almost does a disservice to our memories because I feel like we remember things better than um, we remember things better than they actually were. I, I feel like this as I wrote this down. My my memory has a good way of putting a positive spin on on a memory. Like my brain has a way of putting a positive spin on a memory. Like lately, I've been watching some home videos from when I was a kid. And based on these videos, my childhood was not as good as I remember. <laughs> and then I said, I wish I had some home videos on old relationships. Right? Because can't, I mean, I, I feel like I can do that. I can be in relationships and I know that there was some past relationships that I did not enjoy. And I wanted to be out of them and was happy when I was out of them. But if you look back, you only remember the good stuff. I'm like, oh, man, that was pretty fun. That thing that we did, this and that, that was that was a good time. But it really wasn't that good of a time. Um, so uh, I wish that I had that going for that. But these are some other notes that I took. I watch watching these videos. I mean, I have them from about five to about 14 and I watch myself grow up and get more and more awkward. I just become a, a lankier, skinnier, awkward, more awkward kid. I feel like in this, the, the majority of this, my dad's been married four times and I talk about it all the time. I make fun of my dad about his marriages, but I'm not, you know, I'm not just trying to put his business out there. My dad tells me that he got married early. He had a he was he was dating a woman. She was a very uh, you know jealous kind of woman, and he thought, well, if I marry her, that jealousy and stuff will go away. And he said it didn't. It only got worse when we got married. Never met the woman. I don't know her. Um, 
So they got divorced pretty quick. And then he married my mom. And I can't even see my mom and dad being married to each other. That doesn't even make sense. Now, this was obviously years ago. So maybe they were different people back then. But they just don't seem like a match for each other. And I don't think that marriage lasted long, three, four years. Um, But my mom, you know, she also came into the marriage with two kids already. And I think that can be tough. Um and then, so this, all these home videos take place in my dad's third marriage. And I feel like, I don't know if the camera's just out at a weird time or if my 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 dad's ex-wife was, just hated the camera or if my dad pulled the camera out when she was already mad. But it seems like, it seems like I watch that divorce happening in real time through these home videos. I'm just watching it and I'm like, she seems upset every time. And uh, me and the, and, and she also had two kids. So I had two stepbrothers for like 10 years. They were married for like nine years. And, and so I'm growing up with them. And as kids, we seem to get along really well. But as we get older, it seems like the, the tenseness gets, gets more and more. And I don't know what caused it. I was too young to know really. And I and also I only went there on we, every other weekend, so I wasn't around all the time. I don't know what was going on when I wasn't there, but I'm trying just trying to say home videos are weird. Um, and I know some of my relatives better now uh, than I did as a kid. Like I never was really close with any of my family. My immediate family I was close with, but a lot of the outer people I would only see at Thanksgiving. But I feel like I know a lot of them better now because I'm traveling around a little more and some of them will come to my shows. So I'm getting to know them a little better now than I ever did as a kid. And thanks to social media, one of the positive things is I stay in touch with family, uh, even if it's just some weird communication like that. But it's fun to watch them in these videos when they're younger. You're like, you're looking at a cousin. You're like, oh, my cousin was pretty hot. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be weird about it, but you can tell objectively when people are attractive and it's just like uh not to talk about connor's mom who connor who i'm working with this weekend but connor's mom is pretty hot right and last night after the show uh les mccurdy who owns the club does a thing he hosts the shows and then after the show on thursday night he brings me and connor both onto the stage and does a quick little interview with us just for comedic value and a way to kind of get the audience to know us better and Connor's mom's right in the front row. And uh, Les is like, oh, your mom's really attractive and says that to Connor. And it's like, Connor's like, what am I supposed to say in that moment? He's like, I can't be like, yeah, she is, right? So, you know, that's what I'm saying about my cousins, right? Objectively speaking, yes, some of them are very attractive. And it's fun to watch them when they're younger. And... uh <laughs> I'm watching these videos and everybody seems so irritated that the camera is in front of them. What a flip we've done with society. Now we all want to be filmed. We all want to be on camera. But in the late 80s and 90s, these people were not wanting to be on camera. They were so irritated that the camera was out. But also my dad was so irritating about it. Because this is what I've noticed with my dad and this camera. When he's filming someone and they're into it, they want to be on the camera, he moves away from them quick. They're like, hey, my name's Bob Jones, and I'm done. And he's like, all right, I'm done with you. 
But if they're like, get away from me, get away from me. He's like, come on, come on, say something, say something, say. And it's like, it's a weird thing where he's like, if they want it, he's not into it. If they don't want it, he's into it. He's like, he's, he's really forcing himself on them with the camera. Uh, but I'm so glad that he did these videos because, you know, I got a couple of uncles on there that have passed away and it's like, it's cool to see them. It's cool to hear them talk, just hear what their voices sound like. I think that's fun. And um, so, you know, it's been an exciting time. What I wanted to do with this podcast this week, and I'll I'll probably do it next week, is I wanted to talk about how much I like a certain Beatles album and how much I think Beatles, the Beatles are a country band. I mean, I know that no one says that the Beatles are a country band, but I feel like if they have Southern accents, they're a country band. I mean, they got love songs and they got, I mean, Rocky Raccoon definitely is a country song. But the Beatles, if you want to do something, if you're a listener of the podcast and you want to, next week, I'm going to talk about Beatles White Album Disc One. I may get into Disc Two a little bit, but Disc One is what I want to focus on. When I was younger, I bought that album. It was $30 at the CD store, and that was a lot of money for me. But I bought it because I wanted to listen to one song in particular. And then once I listened to that song, I didn't really like it. And then I didn't really like the Beatles album. I had never listened to the Beatles, and I did not really like it. But I was like, I just spent $30 on this thing. I'm listening to this whether I like it or not. And I listened to that disc one so much that I love it. And I just wanted to kind of go song by song and talk about it. But I want to be able to do it when I can actually play the songs. I don't want to just talk about them. So that's what I'm going to do next week. So if you're a listener and you want to get ahead of what I'm going to do, go ahead and listen to that. It's on Spotify. It's free. And, you know, what they do now with Spotify with double disc, they'll just put the white album and you won't know where the disc ends. So I'm going to try to tell you if I can, just so you know where it ends. Not that it's that big of a deal, but it's going to end at Julia. So it starts with back in the USSR, and it ends with Julia. And then the first song to disc two will be Birthday. Uh, that's also a great, great disc. Uh, and I'll probably talk about it too, but disc one, I love, I am such a big fan of that album. And I think it's, I feel like it's a country album and it doesn't get its country credit, but that's what I'm going to be doing next week. Um, and, uh, oh, you know, this is another thing I wanted to talk about people always people say this to me all the time they meet me and they go oh i thought you'd be much taller you look taller on tv you look bigger on tv and i don't know what to tell people i am a regular height dude i am i am average height and i am this is why i want to talk about it because i'm not short and i'm not tall i am average height and i love being regular height and this is why Many reasons why. One, I fit into places. 
If I sit in the back seat of a car, I fit just fine. If I sit in uh, an airplane, I fit just fine. I walk through doorways under ceiling fans just fine. But I can also reach things on a top shelf. I can, you know, um, you know, stand in the back of a picture as long as everybody else is not real tall. Um, when I go to Goodwill and I want to find some clothes, there's always clothes at Goodwill in my size. One downfall is at a sale. If I go to a store and there's a sale, uh, my clothes are the first to go because, you know, I'm regular height and people are this size. So sometimes people will say to me, they go, I thought you'd be taller on TV. And then they'll go, I don't mean that in any kind of way. I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's like, I want people to know that I am so okay with how tall I am. I enjoy it. I have, I, you know, I mean, there's been times in my life where I've been jealous of a tall guy. Women love tall guys. And I'd be like, man, I wish I was a little bit taller, you know, wish I was a baller. You know, I don't know if you remember that song, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm an adult now and I have no desire to play basketball. I have no desire to play sports. There's no need for me to be tall. At this point in my life, in fact, being tall would be an inconvenience. Uh, and I'm fine with it. So I don't want people to, you know, say, oh, I thought you'd be taller and then uh, think that I'm offended by that in some kind of way. Because uh, I'm not offended by it. I enjoy my height. And in fact, you know, I wouldn't want to be shorter. And, you know, I could go for an inch or two taller, but I have never had to duck going into a doorway unless it's a real small doorway. And I also like to wear a trucker hat, and I like to rest that trucker hat just right on top of my head, which will give me an extra inch or two. And if I'm wearing my cowboy boots, I'll also get another inch. Uh, And, uh, but, you know, I just, I, I felt like, Somehow I felt like that would lead to a longer conversation than it did. There's a lot of trendy restaurants now. You notice that? And I'm not upset about options, but sometimes I just want regular food. Especially if you try to eat. Like I I don't have a good example, but I was just talking about, I went on the radio this morning in Sarasota and they had watched my video on YouTube about me cooking, uh, in a, in a Instapot in a hotel room. And I say on there that I'm tired of restaurants and I am tired of restaurants because it's either you get a super trendy restaurant where you can't get a regular meal. Like sometimes I go to a steak restaurant and I'm like, I just want a steak and some vegetables and then the 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 steak is like soaked in butter and and it's delicious but I'm like I didn't want that. I just want a steak. I don't want a steak that's soaked in butter. I don't need that. I just want the meat. Put a little salt on there, a little pepper on there, and I'll eat that steak. Or you know, or you go to a a, a quote unquote regular restaurant and the food quality's bad. Like diners these days that I'm going to, it feels like everything came off the Cisco truck and it's all frozen stuff. I just want a, a, a restaurant that has food cooked in a regular way without a lot of butter and without some weird sauce on top of it. 
and without bacon. I know that this this country is in a love affair with bacon, but I don't eat bacon. And I'm not ashamed that I don't eat bacon. People act like that you're a man if you eat bacon or you're American if you eat bacon. I don't eat it. I think it tastes good, but I think it's terrible for you. And I gave it up. But everywhere I go, especially a fancy restaurant, everything's got bacon in it. And I'm like, can we chill out on the bacon? Like, let me have some food. Like, people are like, oh, but it's so delicious. It just makes everything so good. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it does. But I want an option. I want a baconless option. I'm not trying to eat bacon and everything. And I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to get into a thing here. But also, the Trinity restaurants have really taken down the portion size. They didn't bother to take down the price but they're taking down the portion size, which I can't stand. I hate when I go to a restaurant, I see a thing on the menu, and I go, ooh, this looks really good. I'd like to get that. And then it comes, and it's on a giant plate, but then it's like mashed potatoes, some meat, and some vegetables, and they're all stacked on top of each other. And then the and then the rest of the plate, there's so much space on it. I'm like, why are you stacking this stuff? When I was in art class, my art teacher taught me to not have a lot of negative space. But somehow in the art world, negative space has become art. And uh, it's like, I don't want an empty plate with all the food stacked on top of each other. And then it's tiny portions. I eat that food and then I have to leave and go eat somewhere else just so I can get full. So many, like a lot of hipster restaurants now are doing. Uh, like fried chicken and southern foods. Um, But it's, you know, done in a trendy way. And I'm like, you know, just... You know what I like? If you're in Nashville, I like Calypso. I like that restaurant, particularly the Calypso on Charlotte Avenue on the west side. That's a really good Calypso. It's simple. There's no, no frills about it, but you go there... You get your food in like 30 seconds, and it's it feels good. It's a Caribbean vibe, and I love it. I'm into that. I'm into a simple-style restaurant. And, uh, you know, it doesn't – like there's this weird thing I feel like that's happening where it's like, if it's not unhealthy, then it's not good. And I'm like, I just don't believe that. Like, I love fried chicken as much as anybody else, if not more. I mean, I love it. But that's not the only food that tastes good. I also like grilled chicken. I like barbecue chicken, you know. I like steak cooked in butter, but I also like it. I just made myself a ground beef patty here with a little avocado oil. Yeah, I got fancy with it. And uh, the avocado oil, they say it burns at a high temperature and it doesn't lose its nutritional value. I'm just trying to live. Everybody's worried about coronavirus. I'm just worried about getting nutrients to my body. I'm just trying to have a good time out of here. You know, we're having a good time. And uh, and this this podcast will not be out until Saturday. If you're listening to this on a Saturday, then this is the day it came out. So as of today, I'll have two shows tonight at McCurdy's and then one show tomorrow on Sunday. I'll practice tonight. So I'll have four shows under my belt by the time I get to the, the by the time you hear this. 
So if you live in the area, come on out. It's a great club. He doesn't even call it a club. He calls it a theater, which I enjoy. Because comedy, I don't know if comedy is art or not, but I do know that I need people to be quiet and listen to me. And I need their undivided attention. So I like it being called a theater. The theater that I started comedy in was Theater 99 in, in Charleston. And uh, they have about 130 seats. And they're all they're theater seats. And they're pointed right towards the stage. I love that. I'm a big fan of that. Um, but overall, I'm having a great time. Having a really good time. If you're uh, in Florida and you're, gonna, and you're missing these shows, I'll be at Naples. I'll be at Weirsdale. On a, in April and in Naples in April. So I'll be back. Um, so if you're, if you're going to miss these, catch me. I think it's 23rd through the 25th, I'll be in Naples. And on the 22nd, I'll be in Weirsdale, uh, Florida, at a place called the Peach Blossom Opry. I think that's what it's called. I could be wrong about that. It could be the Orange Blossom Opry. I know there's an Orange Blossom special song, but who knows? Well, listen, I got to get ready to do this show, and I appreciate you tuning into this. I always have a good time doing this. I felt like I had a lot of topics to talk about, and that's exciting to me because I want to keep an exciting podcast. I don't expect you just to listen to this and listen to me being like, oh, I'm tired, I'm tired. You know, you're you're not trying to hear that. You're like, you know, eat, you like, take a five-hour energy. Get it going, bud. And, um, but, you know, keep sending your bombing emails, dustyslaycomedy at gmail.com, because I want to read more of those. I'm going to take a little break from it, but I'm going to try to have more guests on there just telling me bombing stories and stuff like that. I got more stuff coming. I put out a video today on YouTube about a trip to Grand Rapids. I got more videos coming. I just got to edit them. I've gotten really behind on editing. To be honest, I'm tired of staring at screens. But I'm going to get more out there. And I uh, appreciate you guys watching those. Appreciate you tuning into the podcast. Uh, thank you very much. And we're having a good time. <laughs>